Well, this is certainly one of those Gospels that makes it difficult to croak out that praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, at the end, isn't it? Doesn't really seem to be a lot of good news here. Jesus says he's come to set the earth on fire and that he's going to bring division and conflict in families. Even our Old Testament reading isn't much help. Jeremiah says things that the authorities don't want to hear, so they toss him into a muddy cistern to die. Even St. Paul keeps things pretty dark, explaining the opposition, struggle, and martyrdom that Christians must endure. And this sort of thing is not what most of us have come to expect from our faith. We are much more comfortable with topics like forgiveness, mercy, unconditional love, second chances, and reconciliation. We are much more comfortable with butterflies and angels and that footprints in the sand poem than we are with the idea that our faith may have a price to pay. I am put in mind of one parody version of that footprints in the sand poem that ends with, my dear child, that time when you have seen only one set of footprints That's when I was dragging your sorry butt across the sand. (laughs) Or famously, the sand people walk in single file to hide their numbers. (laughs) I don't think I have to explain to anyone here that life isn't all hearts and flowers, and that there are times when a phrase on a bumper sticker isn't enough to see you through. We have to live with conflict and division. It's not what we seek, but there are times, sometimes even because of our faith, that we find ourselves at an impasse. People of goodwill, people of the same faith, can sometimes find themselves on opposite sides. To say nothing that happens between the people of good faith and the forces of evil. In a world as sharply divided as ours, The constant feelings of opposition are stoked by media and social media that are designed to oversimplify issues, impose false binaries, and generate fear. Jesus knew that his message would not find universal acceptance. Even the Beatitudes, with their message of peace and consolation, have a prophetic edge that will be threatening to those who have power. And as the prophet Jeremiah found out, to speak prophetically and to call for reform is to invite the kind of conflict that can land one at the bottom of a muddy cistern. Today, prophets can expect internet shaming, Twitter storms, and all the horrors of our call-out and cancel culture. Sometimes even the people we love the most won't be able to accept the prophetic edge of the gospel. If you have ever had the horrible experience of living in a divided household, you know how painful that can be. If you've seen your friends or your children walk away from the faith that is so important to you, you know what this gospel is about. One thing I think we have to remember is that these divisions don't necessarily mean that we have failed. 
I can't tell you the number of parents who have come up to me anguished because their children don't go to church or because their child has made a choice that they find unacceptable. And I would say, how old is your child? And they would say, she's 25. And I would say, then, why is this your responsibility or your fault? So conflict and division are part of the deal. They are part of the way the world works. And they are part of our experience of the cross, which means that they can't be avoided. We don't like conflict and we don't seek out division. But the fact is that where the gospel is proclaimed, some people get it, some people don't, and some people just won't understand it in the same way that you do. So how do we live in the midst of conflict and division? I think first we have to look at the broader context of our faith and the whole message of the gospel. First of all, we have a commitment to the truth. That means that there are times when compromise is not an option. But we also have a commitment to charity, the virtue of love. That means that our commitment to truth can never be self-righteous, judgmental, or cruel. We're also committed to reconciliation, which means we can never be satisfied with conflict and division, but must continue to seek unity and peace. There was a time, and I'm old enough to remember it clearly, when to be prophetic meant to stand at the margins and speak truth to power at the center. But today, that has been turned inside out. Today, everyone is expected to choose sides and be pushed to the extremes. And so to be prophetic today is to stand in the center and say, I'm not choosing sides. I'm choosing to be a bridge, to engage in dialogue, and to love people even at their most fear-driven extremes. The danger, of course, is that standing in the center today means that you look to everyone else like you're on the opposite side. This is one of those Gospels that doesn't present us with any easy answers and doesn't let us take our conflicts and dress them up with a nice pious bow. The peace that Jesus came to bring isn't the peace that comes from the absence of all conflict, but from the resolution of all conflict. And that resolution comes with the kingdom of God and not before. And so in the meantime, as the disciples of Jesus, we live in the midst of conflict and division. And we work for reconciliation and dialogue with the knowledge that our ultimate peace comes from God alone.